Hey, it's Chris Jones with The Jones Zone, and I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hey, real quick, before we get started, I have a favor to ask. If you've listened to the podcast before, or if you enjoy the episode you're about to hear, please like the podcast on social media, and please leave a review. Having listeners like and review the podcast is the fastest way for it to grow and reach more people, and we really want to share our stories with the biggest audience possible. Thank you. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Jones Own Real Estate Team. That's right. We sponsor our own podcast. So if you know of anyone looking to buy, sell, rent, or invest in residential real estate in the Charlotte, Fort Mill, Rock Hill area, have them connect with us on their favorite platform. Enjoy the show. It's Chris and Brian Jones, your real estate advocates, community connectors, talking Charlotte and York County area real estate, and interviewing business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders. Welcome to the Jones Zone Podcast. Five. No. From three. Three. Two. One. Hit it. Welcome to the Jones Zone Podcast. How are you, Brian? Good. I'm doing well. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing fine. Did you like that? Did your back hurt or your face hurt from that alley oop this morning? No, my my wrist hurts from from dunking it so hard. We were playing basketball. We were playing basketball earlier. Chris threw me this perfect alley oop, and I caught it. I brought it back way behind my head, like I do, because I, I get so high at elevate, and mm-hmm. I slammed it. Michael Jordan action. Uh, uh, mm, we don't mention Michael Jordan on the podcast. I'm not. A, I, I don't like Michael Jordan. Sorry. More of a Vince Carter. Okay. Like Vince Carter in his prime type of dunk so it was great yeah I just well, bam but now my wrist hurts and the ball kind of hit me in the face yeah it was an eight foot goal so <laughs> the ball hit him right square in the face you like dunked in so the cool points that I did get for doing the alley-oop I immediately lost yeah because the ball hit me in the face but to your credit I don't think you can tell the you ball. can't in the video you can't tell yeah because this is all on Instagram of course because you know you can't do anything. You could edit that part out though, right? I don't Just know. Skip the good part. Eh. I don't know if you can. I don't think so. <laughs> but it's hard to tell. I knew that you got hit in the face, so it was easy for me to tell. But anyway. All right. So today we are here with Casey Da Silva of Knowledge Park Coders, which is a Rock Hill-based social networking group for people who are interested in all things tech. We'll get into all the things that they do there. And she also is a social worker by trade, and she has a blog entitled. How to Social Work Better, which you can find, ironically enough, at howtosocialworkbetter.com. I wanted to make it easy. Yeah, yeah, it's, that should be easier. So, uh, Casey, welcome to the Jones Zone. It's good to have you. Yes, Before we get you. started, thank i got to address something, Chris. You always say by trade. I, 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 is that accurate? Is like, because we do real estate by trade. When I think of trade, I think of like welders. I think of plumbers. So Hands-on trade? Hand, so so is is that accurate? Can we go ahead and keep doing that or should we um, come up with a different... I think my main reason for saying that is so that people know like what they actually do or what they get paid for. Okay. Because I we trade, get paid to do real estate. Yes, I trade. Yeah. Okay, okay. Makes so sense. it's not... I don't know if it's technically a trade, but... It's, it's technically not a trade. I, I know... Yeah. Profession. We, it's a profession. We do real estate by profession. No. But see, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. All right. Enough about us. Enough about the story. All right, Casey. <laughs> so, if you don't mind, give us a little bit of your personal story, some of your professional background, and then how you got started with KPC and your blog. Yeah. I, um... So, moved up here in 2013 from Tallahassee, Florida. I got my bachelor's and master's degree in social work at Florida State University and uh, I've been doing social work for a good 10-12 years now 
worked in a lot of different fields. And as soon as I came up here, I got uh, I got a job with the state. I was working with kids who were at risk of out-of-home placement for a lot of um, behavioral health, psychiatric type issues, and really got into um, the social work network in Rock Hill. So got to meet a lot of cool people and transitioned over to my current position with the city as a victim advocate. So I work with victims in the court system for Rock Hill. And uh, as I'm doing this, my, my office is literally right across the street from the tech incubator in downtown Rock Hill. So I have to give some credit to David Warner for kind of scooping me up with this. Um, I had actually reached out to David uh, through his Facebook page, through the incubator Facebook page. And last summer I was like on this coding kit because I've always really liked technology and been pretty good with computers. So I was like, well, I'm going to take the next step and kind of try to find a way to blend social work into technology somehow and um, got into a coding camp up in Charlotte last summer and then came back down and I couldn't find anybody to like code with so I reached out to him and he's like well come on over let me show you the incubator and three hours later into that conversation with him he's like well we want you to start a coding group and I'm like hmm <laughs> <laughs> It's a little bit more than what I had anticipated, but um, in the process, I have not done as much coding, but I have gotten into the technology universe in Rock Hill. And Knowledge Park Coders, what we do right now, we've, we actually launched it with three separate missions, so to speak, and we have like a monthly game night where last month we played uh, the original Mario, which was really fun. Um, I used to dominate that game, by the way. No, you didn't. You're terrible. I, I was. I don't know. Yeah. First of all, I always made you be Luigi. Yeah. And then <laughs> I was better because I got to play more and I was older. And you just you would die and you'd get hit by the turtles. I, I never had the patience. Yeah, you'd start crying. Uh, I, get, and I, never, I, uh, I never cried. <laughs> My game was always Mario Kart. My brother and I used to, like, rule. Now, I, I dom that's one game I did dominate is Mario Kart. Now, that's N64, right? Actually, they had, it on, it? they had it on the Super yeah, Nintendo, they? then they had it on 64, GameCube. Okay, before we go any further, real fast, real, yes. real, real quick, your favorite gaming system of all time. <sighs> I'm going to say the 64, just because 007. Boom. All right. <laughs> GoldenEye. GoldenEye. Great game. Then I you got it. NFL Blitz. I don't know if you've ever played that, but that was a good game, NFL NBA Blitz. NBA Jams. Yes. That was the three-on-three -three one, right? Two-on-two. -on -two. Or was it two-on-two? -two? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I dominated that too. I like that one in the arcade, actually. That one was fun. Yeah. We played on like a whole bunch of systems. We were definitely like the Twisted Metal type gamers, um, Smash Brothers, all yeah. that good stuff. So the cool thing about the Wii right now, um, and I know Wii is outdated. Yeah, this is 2018. Wii. We are. Yeah. <laughs> the Wii is a little outdated, but I get to um, actually the Wii channel that you download games and stuff from, they have free older versions of games. So I've been downloading that, and that's what my kids play right now. Oh, so nice. they play the original Mario Kart, they play the Donkey Kongs and all that good stuff, and they love it. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about any of the blood or gore or anything like that. I just have to make sure I have the old school adapter for um, the controller. So um, anyway, so we do have game night uh, once a month. Uh, and last game night, it was kind of cool. We got a sponsor from the creative group, which is a division of Robert Half Technologies up in okay. Charlotte. So they came down and helped us out there. And we, aside from game night, we do content nights. So people who have, um, who in their profession do certain 
things of related to technology. For example, we had a, uh, an IoT, an Internet of Things professional come and talk to us about IoT stuff, which is like an Alexa. Internet of Things? Internet of Things. So it's, it's the Alexas. That's the best way that I can describe it for people who don't quite know what IoT is. Um, the home automation stuff. So those, those nests, um, yeah, air thermostats, yeah. that kind of stuff. That's IoT stuff. So he came to talk about us, uh, talk to us about that. We've got a UX person coming next month, which is user experience. So what does that do? What is a user experience? Um, so <laughs> we were actually talking about it last night because I'm I'm still learning all this stuff myself too. And the best way that he describes it is UX is if you think in terms of Disney, like Disney is a brand. It is has so many different facets to it. And then UI, because it's always UX slash UI. UI is the user interface. So if UX is Disney, then the user interface is Space Mountain. It's one particular aspect of Now, Disney. would it be Disney World and then narrow it down to uh, Space Just Mountain? Just Disney as a brand. Okay. As a brand. I know that's very hard to conceptualize because it's so abstract, but... If you come to our meetup next month, you can learn oh. all about it. And what, what? So, what did UX stand for? User experience. Experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then UI is user interface. interface. Okay. And then for people that don't know, what is coding? Coding is the use of technical languages to make something, whether it be a website, it could be a program, it could be an app that's on your phone. So, coding is what people use to create these things. And so when you say you're interested in coding, are you just saying like you're interested in building websites or are you saying you're interested in like, like do you literally hit the ones and the zeros or is this <laughs> like, what do you actually do? No, no, there's several different languages that come with coding. Um, the very basic bare bone language is HTML, CSS, JavaScript. And when I got into coding, I started doing those things because they're the easiest ones to learn. They're the ones that help build your websites and things like that. So. That's kind of where I am in terms of coding. I can make wor uh, WordPress websites, although there's not a lot of code with WordPress because everything's kind of built in there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, did I answer your question? Yeah, I think so. More or less. <laughs> yeah, and then what's the technology incubator? I know you mentioned that, but so the, what is that? Oh, I'm sure Dave would love to tell you all about it. Um, so the, <laughs> the incubator is a place where technology startup companies go to grow their business or develop their business model and that type of stuff. So David is a pretty well-versed guy um, with the entrepreneurial community and he helps get those tech companies launched. Yeah, and this is in Rock Hill. So these in are Rock like, Hill, it is like, you know where Amelie's is downtown? Yeah. It's on the fifth floor of Amelie's. Yeah, so this is like business owners and entrepreneurs looking to launch apps and do all this cool stuff in the tech space and they go to this place that's in Rock Hill, local. Correct. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Correct. Yeah, that's really cool. Have you ever been there, Brian? Yes, I have. I've been there as well. Up with uh, our buddy Ryan Sanderson. I yeah. Yes, I've, I've met Ryan a few times during yeah, the One Million Cups stuff. Shout out Ryan with Knowledge Perk Coffee. Yeah, yeah, I need to get some more coffee of his. He did our episode 100 where he he interviewed us. So he's, he's a buddy of ours. We like him. He's, he's a cool guy. Yeah. Uh, all right, so game nights and then Okay, yes, yeah, so we... Game nights, else? content nights, which content are topic-related. Um, and then the third one, just a personal project of mine. We, we call it social projects, and that really encompasses a lot of things, but more, uh, more so looking at blending technology and social work. 
So one huge thing that we are just now scratching the surface on is getting a kids code camp in Rock Hill. Yeah, that'd be cool. So we've been working with uh, Grace Lewis with the Boys and Girls Club locally. Um, the creative group who sponsored one of our, um, our game nights is also helping to sponsor that. So the grand scheme of our, um, our huge social project for our kids code camp is to get computers, and these are like donated computers, computers that people throw out because they're not using them anymore, it's just outdated. Um, so getting computers like that into these kids' hands, they refurbish them, they install new operating <coughs> systems, then they learn to code on them, and the very basic code, like we were just talking about. Um, I think they create their own little game, and then they build a website to host the game on it. So at the end of all of that, the coolest thing is they get to keep that computer. So we're recycling like old technology, getting kids to learn how to use this technology, and then they get to take it home. Because I think the statistics like in, in poverty communities, there's maybe like 50% of the households actually have computers. So everybody's got a cell phone, right? Like that's pretty easy to get, but as far as like a laptop or a desktop computer, it's a little bit more challenging, so. How many children are you looking to get into that? Gosh, I don't know. I, we're gonna do a pilot. We're gonna start off and just see how it works out. Uh, we're aiming to launch it this fall, so probably about 20 to 30 kids, if that, just to see how it goes. What made you partner up with the Boys and Girls Club? Is that just, because I'm confused, their population is kind of um, lower socioeconomic, right? Yeah, yeah, so uh, that's kind of a personal push of mine. I, f I feel like um, we do live in a world of have and have nots, and I want to make sure that we're giving equal opportunity to everybody. And I know, again, in these in communities where poverty is pretty prevalent, um, they don't have access to all the cool things that other communities might have access to. And just at least in my work with social work, I, that's kind of the population that um, is most prevalent that we work with. So um, again, I just want to make sure that they have the, the best opportunities. And another thing, when I was working with the state with a lot of these kids who have behavioral health issues, um, one thing I've always heard is like, we need to normalize these kids, we need to get these kids, specifically this population set, back to being kids. They're always in therapy, or they're always in the principal's office for whatever's gone wrong, um, but we need to make sure that they get back to being kids. And we also need to make sure that they are given the same opportunities as everybody else. Um, and my push in the technology sector with social work is to give opportunity to other people, create opportunity. So if we can get some of these kids with a computer in front of them and some of them just like take off with it. And technology yeah. is like it's so yeah. big with kids right now. They love it. So, um, and that's not something you have to go to school for anymore. Yeah. You can go to a code camp. You can yeah. do, you know, YouTube classes. Freecodecamp.com like has a huge plethora of classes and workshops and stuff online that you can take. So um, I really like the idea too um, of open source. So Free Code Camp, for example, is, in my eyes, an open source type project. Um, what do you mean by open source? Open source is, is something that's developed by someone else and given to someone else for free, or the community for free. Um, going off that note, there's a, um, a project called Open Source Ecology, 
which is, I don't know exactly where it's based because I'm still learning about it, but basically a bunch of engineers come together and they create, um, for example, they've created like a tractor, a farm tractor, and they've made it open source in such a way that you can download the files on how to make this and you can make it yourself. So the idea is that you can make this type of equipment and send it to another country or make it in this other country where the, your resources are gonna be pretty low and you can make it for very little instead of having to go out and buy a brand new tractor and that kind of stuff. Very cool. So. It's really interesting that you're able to like combine like passions like that yeah. you know, and to serve a community that you're passionate about serving with a service that you're passionate about partaking in so that's pretty cool I'm super interested in <laughs> yeah. and, and another shameless plug we're working on is something uh, called the e-project in Rock Hill and this is kind of the brainchild of, of my partner and me where we are we are the catalyst for social change through engineering so basically I'll give you a good example of something that he's working on is teaching students how to make tables and making it into what's called flat pack furniture. So you basically take a piece of plywood and you get a nice CNC machine and you drill out the, the pieces of this table and you get it assembled. And so they are donating a lot of those tables, or making the, a lot of those tables, I should say, for a project in Charlotte called Beds for Kids. Yeah. And are you familiar with Beds yeah, for Kids? Yeah, they're coming on the podcast. What? Yeah, That's Beds awesome. for Kids. Yeah, um, uh, shoot, I'm drawing a name. I was I blank on his name, but yeah, we just talked last week. That's so awesome. So Beds for Kids, um, from what I've heard, is that they they help people transition out of homelessness. And so the, the project that my partner is working on is creating a lot of these tables for their project. He's teaching engineering students how to make these for one, and then they get to then give these tables over to Beds for Kids at like a much lower price than what they were paying for for tables to begin with. So yeah. that's um, that's a direction that we want to go with the e-project is be basically training people how to use certain like large equipment like that, but also giving back to the community. Yeah, so. very cool. Yeah, Daniel Fogarty is his name. Daniel Fogarty. Yeah, I drew a blank on yeah. it for a second. Yeah. Very cool. What? So what got you inter so interested in the social work like that? Was what you went to school for? And yeah. Is there so, anything specific that... I initially was going to go to school to be uh, a teacher for hearing impaired kids. My brother is hearing impaired. Okay. So I grew up in deaf culture. I'm fluent in sign language. I just, I loved everything about it. Um, and then I found out that Florida State, which is like, I kind of had to go to FSU because my parents went to FSU. Um, but FSU didn't have the program at the time. So I was trying to find something that was a little bit more... Um, that was at least similar to what I wanted to do and social work seemed to be a great fit because in social work you're working with all the disadvantaged populations and you can take your choice you know um, and so I started working with people with disabilities in general and I started working with high schoolers with like high functioning autism things like that and getting them into STEM related activities and projects and stuff so that, that such as such at well let me tell you for for example um down at fsu we have like the world's largest magnet or the strongest magnet or something it's they have a mag lab there and does well, it change the magnetic field if it's i i don't know i wish i could tell you <coughs> all i know is You've that seen we have too many marvel movies bro <laughs> i was trying to actually i was trying to go for the stranger things with the gate and the magnetic anyways yeah anyways anyways <laughs> yeah no it's 
All I know is FSU's got a pretty cool claim to fame with their magnet that they have there. And the project I was working on down in Tallahassee was called High School High Tech. So we took these, we took these kids and took them on tours around FSU's Mac Lab. Um, but more importantly, we also hosted an annual Disability Mentoring Day, which is a, it's a nationwide program, but locally in Tallahassee, we matched about like 80 kids to different companies around town. Um, and again, all these kids all had disabilities themselves. So it was really cool to get the community integrated to seeing, hey, I can hire somebody with a disability and everything's still okay. Like I still have to provide some accommodations maybe, but um, these people can do exactly what everybody else can do. So it was really getting people to get rid of that stigma revolving around disabilities. Yeah, have you worked with children most of the time or adults? I tried to. I definitely like working with kids better than, than adults. <laughs> <laughs> I just have that personality, I think. Um, all right, so you started a blog. What made you start this blog and then how did you, how are you looking to grow this? So the blog was kind of recommended that I start based on all the stories that I had um, in my field of social work. And I, I think I only have maybe three blogs written right now because it does take some time and energy to write a blog and keep up with it. Um, but it's turned into me trying to explain to people what I've gone through and in, in just in my experience in social work and how to keep social work um, for lack of better words, ethical. <laughs> and and I'm, what I mean when I say that is that there's so much burnout. Um, there's so much, in my experience, um, I've seen a lot of gossip. I've seen a lot of people backstabbing people. And I don't feel like that's right. I feel like we have to be the best people that we can be because we're working with the most delicate populations. So some of my blogs revolve around the experiences that I've had. It also revolves around um, um, how, just how to be a better social worker, how to stay positive, how not to get burnt out. Um, and again, these are all my own personal experiences, so I'm sure a lot of people have different opinions about what I've done, but yeah. that's what's worked for me. So, so, how, so how, how, how do you avoid burnout? By doing all of this cool stuff. Like yeah. I get involved with a lot of community meetings around town. Um, I'm a fairly social person, so I, I do like to meet new people. I like to make myself a little uncomfortable by trying new things. I like to learn different skills like coding and just kind of seeing what avenue that brings me down. And it brings me into a whole new place, which is really cool because it keeps things exciting and I'm not doing the same thing day, day in and day out. Easy way to get into a rut and burn out. Exactly. Yep. No exactly. doubt about it. I've seen it a hundred times myself. Yeah. How has having children of your own kind of impacted your vision as not only a social worker but as someone like who's coding with kids like is this something you do with your children as well uh, I try um, my son my daughter is a little bit too young to really put the concepts together but um, there's a lot of like free code camps online for kids as well and it really the way that it looks it's not so much typing typing the language like you're not typing in HTML it's puzzle pieces with blocks and colors, and I tried to get him to make his own video game online, and he he just has the attention span of like 10 seconds before he wants to go outside and play basketball or something down the street, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a little tricky, but. Have they, have they played Oregon Trail yet? Oh my God, 
No. <laughs> can, can you still play organ scrabble? Somewhere, some yeah. I'm sure you'll get a computer donated. To Somewhere you in the world, there's somebody right now who just died of dysentery <sighs> playing organ scrabble. <laughs> Snake bite, yes. <laughs> yeah. What were what were some of the good ones? Like you'd lose your wagon in a flood and stuff. Oh yeah, your wagon yeah. tips over on the river. Could you imagine living back then? No. When I drop my daughter off at daycare every morning, little house on the prairies on. And, and I'm just like watching it. I'm like, I could not live. I couldn't live in that time. I know. We've had no, this conversation several times. No air conditioning. You got like, you got just, everything just takes so much effort. Like you can't like, if you want to go to the post office, you got to ride a horse for four hours. I mean, or, you yeah, know. you could have literally just taken it to the person probably. <laughs> and then like, I know we've had this conversation a bunch of times, but it's, it's so true. Like just, like people in the Midwest, like Laura Ingalls Wilder, like they grew up in, like all dirty in the Dakotas or Kansas or something like it's freezing out it's there. too cold man and it's freezing it's but much. if you don't know any better then that's what it that is that leads me to believe that so that that now we're talking because in 200 years from now what are the people living like 200 years from now are gonna be like they didn't have what it took them it took them three hours to get from LA to New York yeah what yeah I wonder if they'll be teleporting I don't know man that's do you believe in aliens I, that's a good question. I, I do believe, and I think it's silly not to believe that there's something else out there. It's because absurd. The, the it's universe is so big. How right. are we like? That's that's, that's the that's, epitome of arrogance to believe that exactly. no other life form exactly is it, it like. Come on. And you think you're the best one because you're human. You know? That's yeah. right. Well, not that's, only am I. I'm that's a human trait to have. Best. I mean, Earth is like a, a speckle of dust, mm-hmm. and to think. <laughs> it, oh. So my change, my opinions changed over the years. I think that there are aliens. And I think that, like, they're so far ahead of us, whether that's linear on the calendar or not. They're 100%. That's 100% right. I I do believe we're... Okay, we're getting off... But but there are some... (laughs) There are aliens. I'm I'm, I'm convinced. And I think that that's... I think, like, their technology is so much better than I think their technology is, like, infinitely... I think they... Why are you getting upset? I'm not. No, I'm not getting upset. I'm getting passionate. I'm passionate. He's passionate about it. I'm getting intent. So I think that they could travel... So all these... There's a bunch of videos of, like, UFOs, right... Sort of like, and then they just disappear. They're, they're going through like interdimensions. They're, they're, they're so far advanced to us. And another thing, like, real quick, people are always talking about like in outer space, yeah, but we don't know if there's any like water or any air. How do they? They could, they, they, who says they need air to live? Who says they need water? Water could be an earth thing. Like, you know, and they can, what, what if they can go from Mars to, to a different universe? Or, because you know, there's a multiverse theory. No, I didn't know. Yeah, they, I so, think I've seen like an article, yeah, but I've never. Yeah, it. there's a theory, and that's all these are. They're theories that there's more than one universe. So, but but, what if they can just go from Mars to a different solar system in like minutes? Because they there's because they're so advanced. The aliens are probably out there, and they're so advanced that we can't even recognize what they are. Yeah. Yeah. I could talk about this for hours. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder what the listeners are listening. <laughs> yeah, Brian is such a nut. Every episode he goes off on some sort of weird tangent. I can't help it. Well, man. Snapchat does have like an alien feature right now. Yeah, yeah. A little yeah, yeah, filter yeah, yeah. that's going on. <laughs> um, are there any things that you do, whether it's yoga or uh, floating or anything like that, to help you with your serenity? Or... Yeah, I, I was big into yoga a couple years ago, and I just fell off the wagon so I've, I'm developing a mindfulness practice. We were talking about that before. Um, I'm not very good at it still. And I know mindfulness in and of itself is just very challenging to accomplish anyway. 
But, um, but yeah, we all kind of go at our own pace, and I'm just going at a very slow pace. Do you think you'll get back into yoga? I'd like to. Yeah. I'd really like to. I've only done it once, but it was fun. I walked into this class, there was all these ladies in there, mm-hmm. and I was like, is this yoga for anybody? And this was at the Ann Springs Complex, so they're oh, yeah. a little older. Um, Chris out there, Chris thought he was going to go in there. I didn't know what to expect when I walked in. And I was like, can I take, is this class for anybody? And they were like, yeah. I said, I need to bring a yoga class one time at the YMCA, and the instructor was playing, like, Fetty Wap. And I was like, this is the best yoga class ever. (laughs) What's that? And then she, uh, Fetty's a a rap artist. And uh, (laughs) they banned her. Well, they didn't ban her. They just kind of, like, I guess the people who were in that class at that particular time did not like her gotcha. music selection. I I, what kind of yoga was that? Like hip hop dance yoga? No, no, no. It's just like standard yoga. And I, yoga is different things to different people. For me, it's just a way to like stretch out my body and just relax. Um, and I happen to sometimes relax to rap music. So. Who's your favorite rapper? Oh my gosh. I've been listening to a lot of Childish Gambino lately, so I would say like he's my favorite right now. But it changes. Okay. It changes. It's very childish. It's funny it's that like childish. somebody would play that at the and I don't know I'm not familiar with his music fast profanity or anything like that. But like it's like the Young Men's Christian Association, like the YMCA. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We literally have Christian in, in our it. name. <laughs> you play <laughs> Have you tried floating yet? That's no, probably, I haven't. Oh man, you gotta try that. Is it good? Yeah. Is that best. where they like they turn off all sorts of stimulation and sound and? Yeah. So Brian and I go, and uh, yeah. we need to go go again. But it's it's so much fun. It's it's filled with salt water, magnesium salt. So it's like you're in this te- literally flip. Yeah, you're literally in this flip. chamber. You close the chamber. It's dark. The water's, you know, supposed to be at the same temperature as your, as your skin. Uh, there's no, you got headphones, uh, the earbuds in, so there's no sound. You can, the only sound you can hear is your breathing. And But it's like, it's really cool. It's really cool. Is it's that like in Charlotte? Or is it oh, local? there's, there, yeah, there's a couple in Wax, there's one in Waxhaw, there's one in Mooresville, Huntersville, I'm sorry. Uh, those are the only two I'm familiar with. But there's come, there's one coming in Lake Wiley, so. Oh, nice. Our buddy Jude has one in his house. What? But it's like a tent. It's not like the full pod, but still, it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Anyways. That's All right. Really cool stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. It should, it's 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 very therapeutic. I mean, it's supposed to be like, what is it? An hour in the tank is like four hours of sleep or something. Meditate. Yeah, it's like four really? hours of sleep. Yeah, so, deep sleep because your your brain goes in. Now it, it's a practice, so obviously the first time you do it, you're not going to be like boom. But it's actually you, you go into that theta state. Uh, theta state. Theta state. Theta state. Yes. Is it delta state? One of those states, but it's like the most the relaxed. Yeah. Very awesome. Yeah, we did a video with uh, Float Carolina. I got to check it out. I will check it yeah, out. That's pretty neat. All right, Casey. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up here. Why don't you take the last uh, minute or so to remind everybody who you are and what you do, and then more importantly, how they can get involved. How can with somebody you? who's interested in coding join the club? Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so I, I'm involved in so many so many different things right now. The Knowledge Park Coders, you can find us on Facebook. We've got a meetup group as well. Um, HowToSocialWorkBetter.com is just where I host my blog. And the e-project is also on Facebook. We don't quite have a website for it yet. Um, and something we're also working on right now is trying to bring a makerspace to Rock Hill. So A what? A makerspace. What's that? A makerspace is a place, and it could be 
huge warehouse size, it could be somebody's garage. It's just a place where people make things and there's different equipment um, involved in making things. So it can be anywhere from a pottery studio to um, an artist and an easel type thing, all the way up to like production type equipment like routers and drills and all that good stuff. So um, the e-project is trying to launch the makerspace initiative for Rock Hill and again just to be selfish trying to get people some opportunities and grow the economy so cool. make Rock Hill has its own website makerockhill.com that's also on Facebook and meetup as well so awesome well, Casey Lots thanks for coming on the Jones Zone it's a pleasure to have thank you thank you for having yeah. me this has been awesome Thanks so much for listening to the Jones Zone Podcast with Chris and Brian Jones. We'll catch you on the next episode.